what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? And I'd only, I'd only had one other person ever ask that question. And you have two sides of the brain. You have the sage side and you have the side that's called the saboteur. In small business owners, it, can, it could probably be that way where like, I just can't do this anymore. But you can't if you have employees. You can't just like, uh, that. this is it. So you have to fight through it. Welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Every week, you'll not only hear from like-minded small business leaders, glean from their journeys, and gain practical advice from our network of trusted advisors, but you'll also hear from marketplace professionals with specific industry focus. Why walk alone when you are the backbone of the American economy? Join your hosts, John Slusser and Nathan Maud, and discover more ways to make your business more efficient and recoup your time. You can find more resources at www.indianasba.com. And now, welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Welcome back to Small Business Never Sleeps. My name is John Slusser, and this is Nathan Maud, and we're the co-founders of the Indiana Small Business Association and your host of Small Business Never Sleeps. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. We couldn't be more excited to be back with another episode of Small Business Never Sleeps. Small Business Never Sleeps is geared specifically towards that small business owner, as well as those who represent the small business industry. And in today's episode, we are so pumped to have Sam Lamar, founder and owner of Roundabout Fitness and executive director of Podcast on the Plaza. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> We're thrilled to have you. This is going to be a good time. We got we, we ready to dive in? Yeah. Sweet. Hey, Sam, so we originally met through a mutual connection. And if I remember correctly, we met over uh, in the plaza in Carmel. And I think we scheduled maybe like an hour to hang out and have a good conversation. But that went into like three hours of right. great conversation. It's a great time. And we really spent some time getting to know you. And you got to know me a little bit. Uh, great conversation, but for those of us, or for those viewers that are listening in that don't know who you are, can you just share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, you know, I'm Samantha Lamar. I live in Carmel, Indiana. Um, originally from Connorsville, Indiana, was uh, graduated Connorsville High School, went to IU East, uh, got married, and homeschooled my children for almost for over twenty years. Um, and now I live at Midtown Flats with six of my children in an apartment building and the, our backyard is the Monon and, you know, our neighbor is the plaza and it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, there's a lot to my story. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into your story. <laughs> but that's, that's, we'll just too. give you the little background I there. It. You know, I will add one thing, you know, my company is also, uh, in Midtown. Mm -hmm. It's right next to, to where you yeah. live and, you can't have a better backyard than, than the Monon and everything out there. It's right. great. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, we're not in the suburbs anymore, and I was a little hesitant about that, but I realized <laughs> the kids have so much to do. It's, there's nothing. It's never boring. No, mm -hmm. splash pad, shuffleboard, ping pong, right bocce there. Ball. Bocce ball. Yeah. There's so many things to do. It's yeah. a good time. So, Sam, we really like to get to know our, our interviewers' stories, kind of their background and what motivates them. Um, Everybody's story is very unique. Um, you mind just sharing with us kind of in chronological order how um, you've got to the point you are at today? Oh, gosh. Wow. that's <laughs> We might not have enough time. I don't think we have enough time if I do it in chronological order. I um Because I because I forget things like there are mm -hmm. things I'm later on be like, oh, I forgot that. Um, well, let's see. It started with uh, got divorced. Okay. And that took an act of faith mm -hmm. and that had to deepen my faith in what God was asking me to do. And then it, 
became like, I knew every day what I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. as a stay at home mom and being married. Like it was clear. I knew my vocation and then things happened. And then I was like, I couldn't be in that marriage anymore. And I won't go into that. But because of that act of faith of stepping out and I changed my relationship with God in such a way that I had to be what next? Mm-hmm, right. I had to, I was totally dependent on what he wanted me to do. If you, if you're asking me to, to do this, it's like, you must have a plan because <laughs> this is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's where I would start was, um, with that happening. Um, I'm very conservative. I went to one of the most conservative Catholic churches in downtown Indianapolis. And, you know, I, I, left there and, um, I didn't leave my church, but I went to a different one, but just broke away from what was very comfortable mm-hmm. for me, um, because I'm very big on doing God's will and, um, no matter what, and it wasn't easy, but, um, my faith grew even stronger and I had already physically, uh, changed, transformed. So I was fit and financially I'd been through financial peace university um, and then COVID happened and everybody, you know, was shut down and they were going to binge watch Netflix and, um, <laughs> guilty. I, I was training, uh, at, at a corporation, I would go in and train employees and do group fitness classes as I am a personal trainer. I didn't mention that. Um, and then when the, when the shutdown happened, everything was being done at home. I was doing classes on zoom and. I started a challenge on Facebook to try to keep people moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought in all the different people that I knew in the industry to do live Q and A's. I started out, I was just going to have like 10 people in the challenge. I ended up with like 300 and um, I just saw it all kind of forming. And that's where roundabout fitness came, came in and um, it had been an idea for a while, but it's just like, I, I just know, I know a lot of stuff, but so do other people. And, mm-hmm. Not everybody's meant to to work out with me, mm-hmm. and I wanted to connect people. So that was something I was really good at when I worked in a gym. I loved meeting people and say, "Oh, you should, you know, you should meet this person. This is the guy that you need to work out mm-hmm. with." Um, but yeah, so that that's where it started, and you know, fast forward, I am. It's it's where you have our workshops, and um, gosh, I I don't know if I'm going in the right direction that you that you want, and the question that you asked if we're, we're talking about roundabout fitness or just my Any, life in yeah, general, anything and everything. Um, yeah. It w- also with COVID besides seeing that people need the, the physical fitness, I, we'd mm-hmm. already planned on doing a financial fitness because the, the two go together, um, as far as mental health goes and mm-hmm. personal development, but the mental health became really important as well. Um, and all of a sudden people were talking about it more than they ever had because mm-hmm. you saw the suicide rate going up. Yep. Um, the financial stress, like people didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Like all of a sudden you, you can't work, mm-hmm. you got to pay bills where who's going to pay for that. Right. And so that became real. Everything just changed. Um, so, you know, I had, I had a psychiatrist, psychiatrist come on and talk and do a live Q and a and the importance of physical fitness and, you know, all of that affects your, your mental health. Um, but what also happened during COVID was, uh, I, and because I'm part of synergize, I started meeting a lot of small business owners and I met with a few of them one-on-one and discovered their anxiety about how they were going to make it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would, I would find myself in a position of encouraging them, like, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to help you. 
what can I do to help? And, and, you know, we would just jump in there and synergize. That's what we do. We, we go in and we try to promote and, and help whoever needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is where the workshops came in, you know, and the focus on the small business owner, because as a mom, a parent, we're like small business owners. We will neglect ourselves <laughs> yeah. to take care of our businesses. And like you said, small business never sleeps. Neither does a parent, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a new parent. And, um, so I could relate to that. I could, and I could speak to speak to that because even though I, as a stay at home mom, raising all my children, nine children, I didn't, um, see it as a business, but looking back, it was right. Like I, that's what I did 24 seven. I had to manage a household. I had to learn how to delegate. Everybody had their job. I had, Mm -hmm. you know, a budget. I was running a small restaurant, a cleaning service, laundry service, you know, (laughs) that really was a business. I love it. But it was also, it was it, what I learned from that that's interesting is, um, and I know we'll get into these questions too, but just like, you can't just quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there were days I wanted to quit and there were days I actually left the house and for a while, but I, I always came back, but you know, um, in small business owners, it can, it could probably be that way where like, I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But you can't, if you have employees, you can't just mm-hmm. like uh, that. This is it. So you have to fight through it. And how do you do that? And for me, God showed me you, you're going to go, you're going to work out. You need to get yourself physically fit not just that, but be around other like-minded people who are working on their own personal development. Um, and you know, all of that, the financial thing, like I, we went to financial peace university and, um, so many years ago and it was because I realized we weren't going to win the lottery. (laughs) Dang it. Sorry. Can't say (laughs) you're good. So, you know, that's not going to happen. So I guess we need to figure out how to, how right. to manage mm-hmm. this. And, um, and that ended up being a huge blessing and it really did give you a peace of mind when you knew when you had control over that and then you get control of your physical fitness and then you, then all that leads into that, that strong mental health and that resilience that you need when, when bad things happen in your life or when a pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of it just like, kind of like worked its way into what I have now and what I'm working on. That's so awesome. You said so much. I cannot Sorry. wait to unpack all of it. But, <laughs> you know, the one thing that was constant throughout everything that you just described was just your willingness to be faithful and your willingness just to fight through any kind of adversity and knowing that there was going to be light at the end of the, end of the tunnel. So kudos to you for continuing on through any struggle, but to also recognize the the wins, you know, along the way, which is awesome, too. And uh, along those lines, I think let's let's start here as we start to kind of unpack <laughs> your story a little bit. Um, you know, Carmel, the city of Carmel is very, very important to you. And, you know, you do the podcast on the plaza, you got the roundabout fitness, you you live in Carmel. You know, Carmel is a, a very meaningful to you. Why is why is the city so meaningful to you? We well, you know Carmel means God's garden, right? It would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and before it, before it was Carmel, it was called Bethlehem. Okay. Very special place. When we, I first discovered Carmel, I didn't know how great the city was. I just liked the church um, that we were, that we went to, to visit Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And that's why I wanted to move here. And that was 16 years ago, just over 16 years ago. And, um, and then we moved up here and I started to discover what a great city it was. And right. the people were so friendly and happy. And you'd see families out walking and kids and restaurants with their parents that you didn't see that in Connorsville, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I started to learn how great the place was. 
safe. Like the kids could go out and I didn't worry about it. And then we moved to the east side of Indy for a period of time. And that made me appreciate Carmel even more Mm -hmm. because it was, I mean, you go out to dinner, it was not the same experience. You couldn't go running through the neighborhood because it really wasn't that safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And then getting back here, I had a deeper appreciation for the city and how the the mayor, Mayor Brainerd is running the city and the people that he has and the the city council, uh, the school system, but just the community itself is just very, very special. And I think that because of the the work that Mayor Brainerd's put into the city, working on having an environment that promotes that type of atmosphere of joy and um, creativity, that is that's what enables people to start a business and to live out the dream of the vision that they've had. And that has been a good platform for me. And um, the mayor was, you know, he, I, I told him the things that I wanted to do and he was very encouraging and he, you know, he's a great people developer and mentor and city developer as well. So I just, the city is, um, is a great place for, for someone who has a passion and a desire to, to live out a business idea or, or an artist. Like you come here and it's, it's, um, where everybody's there to support you. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't say any better. I, I feel fortunate that, you know, my company, MJ Insurance, is located in Carmel, mm-hmm. too, right there in Midtown. So get to experience all the fun and all the, the creativity and more than anything, the relationships that can be formed in Carmel. And speaking of relationships, there's one group that you and I are both a part mm-hmm. of, and it's called Synergize that you mentioned earlier. Synergize, their tagline, their logo, what they live by, their purpose, all their core values is relationships over everything. Yep. Yeah, right there representing. So along the lines of synergize you're you've you've been there kind of early on when it got started why is synergize so important to you oh gosh um i joined synergize i saw the facebook post with aaron and michael mo michael's the owner of java house coffee and he's very successful opening up all over the place and i just saw this question what's your big hairy audacious goal (laughs) and i'd only i'd only had one other person ever ask that question which kind of were roundabout fitness, the idea originated. So I saw that question and I read everything else and I just knew I had to be a part of it. I didn't know why I just time. I was just training and stuff. I didn't know what, why. And, um, I met Aaron, got, got involved. It still didn't know why I just like, this is where I'm supposed to be again, you know, following God's mm-hmm. will. Um, absolutely loved Aaron. And, uh, right away he introduced me to, to two or three people and, and then COVID ha- or, COVID happened soon after, but then my sister Abby got sick when she was only 50 years old and she didn't die because of COVID, but because of the shutdown, because of COVID, it shut her body down and she passed away. Um, that was really difficult and shocking. And, but I had a lot of new friendships and relationships and synergize. And I just kept meeting more people and being involved. And that kept my, kept my head above water during that time. Cause it, also I was going through a divorce mm-hmm. and, um, raising the kids on my own. I had full custody. I have full custody. And then, um, three months later to the day, my other sister passes away and she was mm. 53. Oh she was sick. It wasn't COVID. Um, it was, that was pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I, Again, I was so involved with Synergize and the meetups and, and getting to know people and pouring into them and they would pour into me and I would, and you know, it was like I was able to give and it was in giving of myself 
that I was able to um, not go into a hole. And Synergize provided that. Right. Because you, there were just so many people and authentic people. Sorry, but I think that's me. Um, and then, you know, October rolls around and my spiritual director passes away. Mm. And he was only 41. So I'm like, okay, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my sisters, this, that was bad, but now now it's really personal. Right. Um, but again, it's just like Synergize. I had such great friends and support and love and... Um, they, you know, that just, that held me up Yeah. and the timing of all of that. So that's, that's a, one of the main reasons Synergize is so important to me. It's like, it really is relationships over everything. Right. And they are my family now. Like I lost, I do have two brothers left. Um, but I lost, I lost three people that probably knew me better than anybody ever will in my whole life. But in, but in that God has blessed me with all these wonderful relationships with people that, um, will always be a part of my life. So true. I, I look at companies and there's so many companies that have, you know, mission statements mm-hmm. and purpose statements. And, you know, it's like, do, do they really put action behind those words? And, you know, Synergize is one of those organizations where they, it's more action than words mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. When they say relationships over everything, they mean every bit of that. And, and I will say Aaron Stanton, you know, one of the, the, the founders of Synergize, he is the, executive director of hugs you know it's mm-hmm. like I've, i introduced uh aaron to nathan the other day and aaron's just mm-hmm. natural aaron just comes up and gives me a hug and i think nathan's the only one that actually asked aaron for a hug he's like hey i'll take a hug oh and i wasn't gonna miss out yeah you don't want to miss out so no synergize i'm surprised synerg- he didn't get you before you could ask because exactly. usually he just i was exactly. gonna beat him there i saw it's, him hugging everybody yeah, else it was in line no that's awesome and and I, I can totally agree with with uh, what you just mentioned about Synergize. Sam, I'm really curious because um, we all go through different stages in life and view things differently. Um, I, I am curious to see how being a business owner of a nonprofit has changed your perspective on how you view business in general. And are you more fulfilled when doing so? Well, I hadn't really thought about it. Like it was never part of my plan in life to have a business mm-hmm. or a non non for profit. The reason that the nonprofit um, status is because I have the dolphin mentality and not the shark mentality, and I want to see people working together. Mm-hmm. And if there is, if it the the sense is if it's for profit, that might you know Bring take take a, right right. <laughs> so um, I wanted to create something that where everybody would be working together, even though they're all they be all in the same, they could be considered competitors, you know, Mm -hmm. experts in the same field, but, um, to create an atmosphere where they can come in and and work together and help the community because there's, there's plenty to go around. Absolutely. Um, it seemed like having a nonprofit for that would, was the best platform to create that atmosphere. Okay. So, cause we're doing this for the good of the community. It's not to line my pocketbooks. Mm -hmm. It's to help others and actually, you know, um, I, I want to see other business owners who come in and help out mm-hmm. prosper because of it. So that, that, that's where that came from. Okay. And also I was very encouraged by the mayor to keep it a non, a non-for-profit. Yeah. That's a great, great perspective. And it just truly shows how you care about the city and so many others, you know, when, when you create a small business or when you create a, a nonprofit, there's some obstacles or some struggles that you'll find yourself, self uh, going through and, 
you mentioned earlier in, in your story, so much adversity that you've overcame. Is there an obstacle or a struggle that stands out, whether that be business related or personally that you've had to overcome? Um, gosh, there's, there's been quite a few. Um, I had to overcome, like, I didn't know that I had these issues until I did this coaching class or course with Anson Thompson. Mm -hmm. And he invited some of us from Synergize to go through this with him. He got a grant to do it. It's called positive intelligence and positive intelligence takes years of research on the brain. Um, and they, they use it to coach people and you have two sides of the brain. You have the sage side and you have a side that's called the saboteur and you can build a business out of the saboteur side and out of the sage side. The difference is the saboteur side is the survival brain where you picked up these skills as a child and it is anxiety and fear and, um, stress. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can create and succeed out of that. Um, on the other side, that's the sage side. That's the, the more peaceful, creative, um, uh, loving side. So you can see like good angel, bad angel. Mm -hmm. So you have the two voices, but you can build a business out of that side too. The difference is, is like if the saboteur side, successful business, you're not going to be happy. The sage side, successful business, you're going to be happy. Um, that's, that's why like you'll see someone who's a billion billionaire CEO mm -hmm. unhappy, but you see a janitor, you know, working in a department store whistling and just as happy as can be. So you see that. Um, so what I learned, one of my obstacles was that as each trauma happened in my life, that saboteur side was getting stronger. Those voices were getting stronger. It was harder for me to over, it was getting harder for me to overcome. So the timing was perfect. And we went, we go through and we took this test and to see what our top saboteurs were, the, these voices. And then also had, um, some exercises, brain exercises you can do to increase self-command and to kind of, to weaken those voices. They don't go away completely, but mm -hmm. you can weaken them and you can get to where you're using the right side of the brain. Um, so that was the biggest obstacle. Like I, cause I had gotten, gotten to a place where I could not see past certain things. And I, I would go downhill a lot faster because the voices were getting stronger. Mm -hmm. But once I was able to identify these voices and that weren't cause they, they act like they're your friends, but they're not, you know, they, they'll, once I identified it and I could say, Oh, that's just the judge right. talking to me. Like, look what you did. You're such an idiot. Um, and I could just, Oh, that's just, just shut it down. You know? Uh, and one of my saboteurs is pleaser and I recognizing that. And when it's like, I have to cancel this meeting. It's, it's okay. Um, there, they might be upset, but I can't, but, but the pleaser in me wants to keep going, going, going. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so what it did, it just, it gave me an opportunity to, uh, to flip a switch. And now I look at things in a way that as every challenge is a gift and an opportunity instead of, oh gosh, here we go again. You know, it's like, okay, where's the gift? Where's the opportunity? Um, because some things would happen. I mean, it, it's, it is a challenge raising children on my own and, um, I can either have a good positive attitude about it, or I could have that saboteur, which was starting to take over and it was, it was getting really bad. So I would say that's probably the biggest challenge was the mental, which was good because mental fitness is what part mm -hmm. of what we do. Right. And I got to experience it so that I can go out and help others. Yeah. reach that same, that same level. Cause we all go through really difficult right. things and it is the, a matter of perspective. 
that makes the difference of whether or not you, you make it. Yeah, Sam. So what I've learned in the little bit of time we've had today is that you are mentally tough. Um, you keep striving for greatness and helping out those in your community. And you are also a fellow podcaster. Um, my, my info tells me that you are the executive director of podcasts on the plaza. You mind just sharing a little bit more about podcasts on the plaza to our listeners today? Sure. I'm very amateur when it comes to <laughs> podcast. Uh, so are we. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was born out of synergize because people will be like, well, what's synergize? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you can't really, it's like trying to describe what an orange tastes like. <laughs> like you, you just have Never to eat, eat it. it. Yeah. Um, not everybody can get to a meetup to kind of see, mm -hmm. cause it's an experience. So you yeah. got to get the hug, you know, mm -hmm. there, there's the, the interaction. So I was like, let's do a podcast so people can listen and then get an idea of what synergize is. That's how it started out. As we got further into it, it was realized, I realized it was about the city of Carmel mm -hmm. because Carmel helped to create synergize. It couldn't right. have been born anywhere else. Um, and so that, that's what it is. We bring people in from the city, whether they're city leaders, business owners, uh, artists, mm -hmm. um, parks directors, uh, gosh, just all these interesting characters that make the city what it is such a great place. We've had the mayor on, um, and we talk about the events that are coming up. Jeff Worrell's on there and he does the, the weekend big list. And, uh, we did a live podcast from Artomobilia, which yeah, was a lot of fun. Cool. We had the two and a half million dollar, uh, Lotus <laughs> behind us. Perfect. Yeah. And, uh, take that for a ride. No, they wouldn't let us. <laughs> that Dang thing it. looked awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was really exciting. But, you know, what we do is just take what the city has and, and we can educate in a fun way. Like, you know, I was talking about this earlier, like you don't want to go. The city hall meeting is really boring. Mm -hmm. So we take that information and we package it in a way that's fun and exciting. And, you know, we, we try to to keep it light and but informative at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. And, you know, as a listener, I, I think your message definitely gets across. So uh, kudos to you guys over there. But, you know, one, the other thing that you do outside of just being, uh, you know, the executive director of podcast on the plaza is you're the owner and founder of roundabout fitness, which we've touched on. Tell us a little bit more about roundabout fitness, but more so about some of the workshops that you guys host. Okay. Well, roundabout fitness, our mission is to help people improve their lives physically, financially, and mentally through shared resources and services of professionals in the industry and in our community. Um, uh, it's the trifecta of personal development and we have a website and we are in the process of building content so people can go and learn more ways to improve in those areas. But we use local professionals to help teach, teach that and, and, and local coaches so that if a person reads something that, um, a coach wrote about nutrition and Oh, I want to work with that coach, then they can, then we help them to connect. So, um, with the, the workshops, they were born out of a necessity to have a business plan, right. a way to fund what we were doing in the community in that way. Because, um, again, I talked to the mayor about it, and he's like, what's your business plan? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and, then, and then the workshops came up because I did, I did one on our Facebook challenge, and, um, and I was like, oh, well, we can do this, and this could be a way to help fund you know, so the idea is that eventually we'll, we'll go into corporations and do these workshops for employees. But right now we're doing quarterly workshops for small business owners and professionals. And we just bring people in from the community or from within Synergize to, who are professionals in the area to do the presentation on whether it's physical fitness, the financial presentation or the mental health presentation. Yeah. And it's for people to come in, take a few hours 
and just forget about everything else that's going on in their business and their life and just focus on themselves and what they can do to um, take care of themselves. If something were to happen to you today, if you ended up in the hospital because you're not physically fit, what would happen to your business? Mm-hmm. Would it be mm-hmm. able to keep going? And this is so that the idea is that we keep our small business owners and professionals healthy because we need them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that like the, it's the backbone of our society, the backbone of our country. Mm-hmm. But if they're neglecting themselves or if a mom's neglecting herself, you know, then who's going to do it? Yeah. So, and then that, that's where the, the workshops come in. It's like, we want to take that person and build them up in those areas so they can go out and do what they were meant to do. Right. What makes you so passionate for small business? Well, um, just the, the experience of having small business owners talk to me about what their struggles were and, uh, seeing, uh, nonprofit leaders letting themselves go and having health issues and thinking nobody else is going to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You've got to take care of yourself, but we can help you. We can help you. We can connect you. We can hold you accountable. And, um, that, that's what it is. It's like, we, we can't let people just, well, I mean, there, there was a small business owner who committed suicide and, you know, after all this stuff that had happened, it's like that we, we don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. There's ways we can, we can help people out and provide resources. And, but the main thing is that building again, going back to synergize, building those relationships. So when you have all these people in the room and they're all there, they can open up and share from their experience and like, Oh yeah, I feel this. Then they don't feel alone. Right. That's how the Indiana small business association was born is, you know, I do insurance. He does health insurance, but we didn't want to be viewed as just an insurance provider Mm -hmm. or someone that can create an employee benefits package. We wanted to be viewed as somebody that can pull together resources amongst several different industries through love and support. Mm -hmm. So I I love that that's, uh, you know, in, in line with what you do as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So Sam, quick question for you. Um, for those listeners today, maybe that person wanting to start that small business um, or start that nonprofit, maybe they're just not ready to take that jump. What's one piece of advice you could lend to that aspiring entrepreneur? Um, gosh, build relationships with people. Mm-hmm. If it's meant to be, God will put the right people in your path to help you get it done. I couldn't do what I do without the right people. Absolutely. And being in Synergize, like all of my board of directors members are Synergize people. Okay. <laughs> and my, my weekly leaders team, they're, they're, they're from Synergize. It's, it's just, um, you know, I would say join Synergize or at least come to a meetup and mm-hmm. you, you'll, you'll find the people that, that you need if it's meant to be. Um, but you can't, you can't do it on your own. Mm. You can't stay locked up and, and try to, you'll, you'll burn out and you, mm-hmm. it's really important to have, have good solid relationships and, and they're out there. Yeah. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us today on small business never sleeps podcast. We've had a great time getting to know you and hearing more about your story. Yeah, Sam, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, all the great detail you provided as well as how we can better position you as a resource for that small business owner here in the great state of Indiana. So thank you again so much for joining us today. And do you have any final words? Well, I'm really grateful that you guys had me on. I think that what I do and what you do is all tied in together. And, um, you know, I just say that if you feel called to do something, don't be afraid to start taking steps towards doing it. That's awesome. And and where can our listeners find you? Well, with Roundabout Fitness, we have roundaboutfitness.net. 
you can go to our website and see our team. Um, Podcast on the Plaza, we have a Facebook page. So you go to Podcast on the Plaza and like and follow us and go back and watch some of our videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always at Java House on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> you always see somebody there. And I am on LinkedIn. So, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And we'll post links to all of that on uh, this video. Absolutely. So great. Thank you again so much, Sam. Uh, This is the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and all of your other favorite podcast platforms like Google, Stitcher, and Spotify. And next time, Nathan and I will spend some time walking through the journey of a small business owner's path for success. And don't forget to keep on grinding because small business never sleeps. You've been listening to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. If you are a small business owner who's interested in unlocking the potential of your business and would benefit from a network of other small business owners, then head on over to www.indianasba.com and learn how the Indiana Small Business Association can help you today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. While you're there, take a few moments to leave a review. And don't forget to keep grinding because small business never sleeps.